You're listening to a message from Highway Church entitled, Why and Who, Part 8. Enjoy. We're going to get into the Word. We're going to let Him strengthen us. We're not leaving here today the same. Okay? We're leaving here stronger. Stronger than we were when we came in. Okay? With a, with a greater uh, confidence in what Christ has done for us. Okay? We've said bye-bye religion. Right? We've said bye-bye to that. We don't have time to play religious games. We don't have time to be a part of a certain clique or group. We need Jesus. We need all of Jesus. We need 100% Jesus, okay? So that's what we're about here at Highway Church. We want 100% Jesus. We want to know him more. We want to experience more of his wonders and glory every single day, all right? So we're, we're in the Word, and we're in a series uh, called Why and Who, all right? So we're talking about why Highway Church is here and who we are, and you can go and listen to the, the messages online at Highway Church. US. It's all free. If you go to our website, highwaychurch.us, just click on the podcast button. It's that orange button right there. Or if you use iTunes, you can click on the Apple button. And uh, it's all there. It's free. You can listen to them, share them, download them, however you want to do it. But we're currently in our series, we're talking about who we are. All right? And we're going to keep moving because we got some great stuff to get into today. But at Highway Church, we're like Caleb. You remember Caleb? In the Old Testament, one of my heroes back in Numbers 13 and 14, that's, that's what we're like. We're people who take possession of what God has given us. Regardless of what the culture might say or what uh, peers might say, we take possession of God's will for our lives because he's given us his word. He's already, declared, he's already revealed his will to us. So like Caleb, he had the promise of God. All he needed to do was to take possession of it right? It didn't automatically happen in Caleb's life. He had to take, he had to believe it and then take possession of it. And that's what we do. We hold our ground, right? We grab a hold of God's will for our lives and we're not going to let go of it for anyone, right? We're not afraid of any giants that might be trying to keep us from living the abundant life Christ came to give us. We're not afraid because God is inside of us. He's with us. We're actually, we're not just conquerors. We're what? More than conquerors through him that loved us. Romans 8.37. Through him that loved us. Not through some new age philosophy or through some religious doctrine, but through him that made heaven and earth and loves us. I like the way Paul said it. Check this out in Romans 38 verse 39. In the message translation, he said, I'm absolutely convinced. That's what faith is, you know. It's being absolutely convinced. I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing (laughs) can get between us and God's love for us. Isn't that great? Nothing, nothing can get between us and God's love for us because of Jesus, because of the way that Jesus, our master, has embraced us. Sweet, embraceable you. You guys know that tune, old jazz standard? He's embraced us, and nothing can make him let go of you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. I want you to understand, you're hearing faith right now. 
You're, you've put yourself this morning in the hearing of faith. You left your homes and you came here, and if you're not in this part of the country or you're somewhere else and you're tuning in online, you've put yourself in the hearing of faith. Paul said in Galatians by the Holy Spirit, chapter 3, verse 5, that God supplies his spirit to us, and he works miracles among us by the hearing of faith. Put yourself in the hearing of faith. It will change your life. Many people, when they go to church, they're not hearing faith. They're hearing frustration, right? They're hearing religious doctrine. They're hearing man's philosophies. But we need to hear Jesus. We need to hear faith in who he is and what he's done for us and who we are in him today. Hallelujah. And that's what we're doing right now. So soak it up. So we're like Caleb and we're like those three fellas that have names that are hard to pronounce. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Right? We're like those guys. You remember them? They were abiding in Jesus, even in the Old Testament. Yeah. They were abiding in Jesus, and they were letting his word abide in them. These young men were determined to go all the way. Even when their, their nation was taken captive by a, by a pagan nation. Right? And they weren't afraid of anything. They were unafraid, that's like us, we're unafraid and we're governed by love because we know Jesus is with us even in the fire. And the fire has no power over us. He's with us in the world and the world has no power over us. So we're not afraid of what people think. We're not afraid of what the enemy uh, uh, whispers or, or tries to convince us of because we know better. We recognize his schemes. Right? Jesus is with us. We've received the abundance of his grace. Romans 5.17. Right? We've received the gift of his righteousness. Right? Both of those things were his initiative. It was the abundance of his grace. He decided to do that. And it was the gift of his righteousness. Right? So we're unafraid. In fact, we're people who have a new identity. We do. We have a new ID now. And it gives us access to things that we couldn't have access to if we didn't know who we are. Isn't it great when you get an ID and you have privileges and access to things? Well, when you know who you are in Christ, you can experience things that you couldn't any other way. When you have a new identity. And I like that word. It comes from the Latin, which means um, becoming identical with or being the same. Who are we the same with? Ooh, Jesus. As he is, so are we in this world. Hallelujah. We have a new identity. So at Highway Church, we're letting people know if you've put your faith in Jesus Christ, if you've opened up your mouth and said, Jesus, be Lord of my life, and you've believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you have a new identity now. Now you have been reborn of the Father. Let's look at this again in 1 Peter chapter 1. We looked at this verse last week, but there's so much more here. We are born of Jesus. We have a new identity. 1 Peter 1.23. We were talking to someone yesterday, talking about their family tree. And it's interesting. And I had some uh, relatives who really got into the family tree, but I'm really into my Jesus tree. I really am. I want to know about my heritage in Christ. 
I'm thankful for my bi biological family, but really it's not going to set me free, okay? Not putting anyone down, but we need something beyond man. We need Jesus, okay? So learn your Jesus tree. Learn where you come from and who you're born of, okay? Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by Jesus. He's the word of God, right? Which lives and abides forever. Look at the message translation. Your new life is not like your old life. You can say that again. Okay, I will. Your new life is not like your old life. Your old birth came from mortal sperm. Your new birth comes from God's living word. Boy, if you haven't heard the message last week, please listen to it online. We're not going to go back into all of that. Just think a life conceived by God himself. Now you see why healing is his will. It's a life conceived by God himself. Someone said to me last week, maybe it was CF, we were talking after service. I thought it was good. But we, we went into this more in depth last week. And I don't remember who exactly, we were, but someone was saying, you know, it's kind of like how Jesus was conceived in Mary's womb. Remember when Mary asked Gabriel, she said, how can this be if I know not a man? He said, the power of the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you, right? When you said, Jesus, be Lord of my life, and you put your faith in his resurrection for you, the power of the Holy Spirit came inside of you and made your spirit new. Whether you realize that or not, it's true. And when you start to understand that, it changes the way you live. That I've been regenerated by the power of the Holy Spirit. I've been conceived by the Holy Spirit. Wow. This is it. We're just reading the Bible, aren't we? Let's look at this in the Philip's New Testament. For you are the sons of God. Don't let anyone tell you differently. When will we become the sons of God? Now, right? Not when we get to heaven. Now. You're the sons of God now. The live, permanent word of the living God has given you his own indestructible heredity. <laughs> Shut my mouth. Open my mouth. Hallelujah. Boy, religion can't handle this. I'm telling you, I, I just remember, your religious goggles aren't on, are they? How about your religious headphones? No, you got those off. Okay. His own indestructible identity. This is our identity now, heredity, right? In fact, it's in him that we live, that we move, and have our being. Put that up there, Acts 17, 28. For in him we live. You need to see yourself in him. You know that little in him there, those two little words? When you're going through the Bible, look for phrases like that. that say in him or by him or through him. Grab a hold of those and meditate on them. Those are called in Christ realities. 
All right? So when you see that, man, don't just keep reading. In him, we live. That's a, real, that's a reality for me now. I need to know this, okay? Look for the in him, by him, through him, of him scriptures. That, that gives us a clear picture of our new identity, okay? In him we live and move and have our being. Why? For we're his offspring. <laughs> it's just the Bible. Isn't it wonderful when you read it with a, a heart of faith without the religious goggles on? Yeah. You might become what they call a weirdo, but it's okay. Right? You might get rejected from some religious circles, but it's okay. Jesus did too. But he set people free, and you, you do too. Hallelujah. So God's our Father now. The same God who gave Caleb strength and health all of his life is the God who gives us strength and health all of our lives. Caleb was 80, excuse me, 85 years old, and he said, I'm as strong now as I was when I was 40. That was in the old covenant. We have better promises. We have a perfect sacrifice now. He wasn't born again. We are. We have the Holy Spirit in us, right? We should have a greater expectation than Caleb, right? Boy, this is different. I know it's different, but, but it's time to, to be sons and daughters. It's time to shake off the religious bondages and chains and say, here I am. I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm his son. I'm his daughter. He's my father. And I've been given his own indestructible heredity. Hallelujah. All right, you ready? Here's a, here's a clear external defibrillator coming. Clear. God the Father who made heaven and earth loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Not a, not a 1% less. He loves you just as much. As he loves Jesus. How do I know? It's in the Bible. John chapter 17. Let's read it. Don't take my word for it. Let's look at Jesus. Man, if, you, if we'll just believe him, all things are possible. If we'll just take him at his word, nothing is impossible. John 17 verse 20. This is the living word talking. He says, I don't pray for these alone. He's talking about the disciples that were physically present with him at that time that believed in his word, okay? I'm not praying for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That's you and me, right? So he was praying for us back then. Let's jump to verse 22. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them. Are we being blasphemous or disrespectful? No, we're being, we're honoring God. We, we, it's dishonoring to God to reject what He's done and claim it's humility. It's not humility to reject what He's done. Humility is to accept what He's done, to realize I can't do anything without Him, but with Him I can do all things. There's false humility out there. We don't want it. Ain't having it. We want Jesus. The glory that God gave Jesus, Jesus gave you. That they may be one in the same way we're one. You guys doing your one-a-day reading? We've gone through a, a John. It was last week we went through up to 
I don't remember what it was, but we read these recently in our one-a-day reading. It's really simple. You grab a sheet back there, and it's one chapter in the New Testament Monday through Friday. And you get through the whole New Testament in one year. But it's really easy to get caught up if you got behind. But I love John 14, 15, 16, and 17. Now, verse 23. I in them. Where's Jesus? He's in you. Come on, new identity now. New identity. I don't have to go anywhere to find him. I don't have to wait for him. I don't have to look for him. He's in you. He's in me everywhere we go. I in them and you in me, so God the Father's in you, that they may be perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me, here we go, clear, and have loved them as you have loved me. Hallelujah. This changes everything. Talk about a game changer. This is it. We are people who purposefully make ourselves focus on God's love for us. We don't go around thinking, oh, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to try and prove this, I got to, uh, I've got to, I, I, I don't know, I did that wrong, I messed up, I'm, oh, I shouldn't have done that, I got to do better if I'm going to please God. No, we go around thinking, God, you love me so much. You love me as much as you love Jesus. You've given me the abundance of your grace and the gift of your righteousness. What a different way of going through the day. Instead of struggling, trying to figure out how I'm going to please God or, or where I missed it there or, oh, I'm missing, oh, uh, what am I going to do if he comes back? I heard someone say that to me. Are you ready if he comes back? I said, yeah. You're ready the moment you put your faith in Christ. He makes us ready. He made us new. We're not afraid of him coming back. Is that crazy or what? Man, we look forward to that. Hey, if it's in 10 minutes, man, I'm going, whoo! You know, but uh, 10 years, whatever it is. Uh, but, we're, but you know what? We're not, we're not anxious about it. We're thrilled about it. But we've got the victory now. We're ready now. We want to fulfill his purpose in our lives now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's read some more Bible. Can we do that? First John. First John chapter 3. This is our new identity now. It changes everything. We're people who are love conscious, righteousness conscious, grace conscious, not sin conscious. Sin consciousness will do nothing but send you down. And, and boy, you'll go in circles and circles and circles for the rest of your life, and you'll never be free. Unfortunately, that's what a lot of people are hearing in churches. It's sin consciousness, how we don't measure up and how we're not doing this right and how we got to change this and how we, and that goes nowhere. We need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Hallelujah. First John chapter three, this is just the Bible. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us. This will heal you if you'll let it. There's physical healing in this verse. Come on, if you're a parent and you have a child, wouldn't you, wouldn't you make them well if you could? Sure. Well, God made us well through the sacrifices of his son, but it's not going to happen automatically. You've got to believe it. Right? That's what faith is, our response to his grace. Right? We believe it, and we receive it, and we speak it with our mouths. 
over our lives. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us. That we, former sinners, notice I said former. I hope you don't say I'm a sinner saved by grace. Do you know that's wrong? Are you saying you're not a sinner? Yes. <gasps> I was. But I put my faith in Christ, and now I'm saved by grace. You can't be saved and a sinner at the same time. You can't. There are no sinners in God's family. He makes you righteous. I'm not talking about you try doing a hundred things right today. I'm not disqualifying anybody. Facebook, if you're hearing me, listen, no matter who you are or where you're at or how many things you've done wrong yesterday or today, right now at this moment through faith in Christ, you can become his child and wash clean for the rest of your life. So the correct thing to say is I was a sinner, but now I'm saved by grace, right? That is correct. That's the proper identity. All right? If you see yourself as a sinner, you're going to struggle with it for the rest of your life. And I sinned a lot in my life prior to Christ. I had a lot of bondages in my life, but they fell off one after the other as I realized what I'm sharing with you today. I'm not saying never make a mistake, but listen, if I make a mistake, I put my confidence in Him, right? Because that's not who I am. There are thoughts that can come into your mind that are unclean, but that's not who you are. Don't let the devil tell you differently. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus now. That we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is it did not know Him. You're only going to hear this from the Lord. You know, He will tell you who you are. Other people will criticize you. Look at the message translation. What marvelous love. You look marvelous. Remember that guy? <laughs> The Father has extended to us. Just look at it. That's right. Meditate on it. Absorb it. Think about it. Speak it. Sing about it. Dance about it. We're called children of God. This is our ID now. That's who we really are. But that's also why the world doesn't recognize us or take us seriously. Because it has no idea who he is or what he's up to. Hallelujah. I love it. Well, let's keep reading. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. See you later. Behold, all things are become new. New Living Translation. I like that. That means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. What do I have to do to belong to Christ? Do I have to join a church? Nope. Do I have to go through sacraments? Nope. I have to put my faith in Him. This is by faith. So no matter who you are, what country, what state you are, where, where you're hearing this message, you can become qualified instantly. You ever tried to get qualified for a loan or pre-qualified? Right? Well, this is an instant process. The paperwork's already done. Jesus did the paperwork for you. Just put your faith in Christ. Say, Jesus, be Lord of my life. I believe you rose from the dead for me. And you become qualified. It is that simple. But you do have to believe it. You do have to mean it 
in your heart, all right? The old life is gone, a new life has begun. Man, I love this. So let's do, let's do uh, let's see here. Let's jump to verse 21, verse 21. For God, he hath made him, God the Father hath made Jesus to be sin. When did Jesus become sin? On the cross, right? He made him sin. I know religion gets mad at people who say that, but he did. If he didn't become sin, we're hopeless. He had to do that. He was the Lamb of God. And we examine him, don't we? Remember, right in the Old Testament, when they brought the sacrifice to the priest, the priest didn't examine the person. He examined the sacrifice, right? Religion gets you to examine yourself. God wants you to examine his son. He made him to be sin for us who knew zero sin, right? He didn't do anything wrong. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. It's time to walk through your day with confidence and joy. Shame no more. Condemnation no more. You're a child of God. You're righteous now. You're clean now for the rest of your life. And there's nothing you can do to change it. You can't lose it. You can't lose it. It's by faith. Now, you can walk away from it. I understand that. When I say you can't lose it, I mean it's secure. You don't have to worry, like, oh, I made a mistake and now I've, I've lost my, I, my righteousness has been tainted. No, it hasn't. The blood of Christ is your righteousness. So you can have a peace and a security even if you blow it tomorrow. You've got peace in Him. You've got a security in Him. Oh, God's so good. Hallelujah. So when are you the righteousness of God? Now. Not when you go to heaven, now. All right? Now, we're growing in our knowledge of righteousness, right? That doesn't mean we do everything perfect or that we never make mistakes. We're growing in the knowledge of this, okay? And God is gracious with us, isn't he? I know, I'm sure there are things I'm doing in my life that aren't right right now. I'm not talking about obvious sin, but I'm sure there's a better way of doing things than what I'm doing, you know? That there's, and God's showing me, you know, as I go throughout my day, why don't you shift a little bit this way? You know, instead of doing that for 45 minutes like you used to, why don't you just try 30 or something? You know what I'm talking about? Adjusting your routine, giving you guidance through your day, teaching us to live better. So we're growing, but His grace is there as we grow. Wouldn't it be terrible if we, if we uh, spanked a child when they were learning to walk for falling down? That's what religion does, right? Spanks you. Get back down there on the ground, right? Who do you think you are? God doesn't treat us like that. He picks us up, says, keep going, go, go, come on, come on. Oh, you fell again here. I'll just brush your knees off. Come on, come on, keep going, keep going. I said, get up, get up, get up, get up, come on, come on. Hold my hand, come on, come on, let's walk. Come on, come on, go, That's how he is. He's a good, good father, right? He's a good, good father. So we're growing in this. And listen, the more you become convinced of the righteousness that is yours now, the more your behavior will follow. Religion gets us backwards. Religion says, if I, if I do more righteous behavior, I'll be more righteous. No, you won't, because you've blown it already. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And we can do a thousand righteous acts a day. It'll never be enough. God required a perfect sacrifice, and I'm not it, and you're not it. Okay, Jesus was it. 
He's that once and for all. So we're not trying hard to do more things right. Behavior is not the answer. Faith is the answer. We're believing. We're becoming more conscious of the new nature that's inside of us. And as we do that, your behavior starts to change. Don't try and change your behavior to be righteous. It's a dead end. Learn who you are in Christ. Believe what he's done for you. Your behavior will change without you even thinking about it. It's amazing. The different way to live. Hallelujah. That's kind of like driving a pickup truck into a lake to turn it into a speedboat. That's what religion's like, right? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make a system of rules, and I'm going to keep every one of them. And if I can keep every one of these rules for the rest of my life until I add some new ones, I'll be righteous, right? It doesn't work. That pickup truck is a pickup truck. It's not going to become a speedboat by driving it into a lake. Right? It needs a complete transformation. It needs to be made something totally different than what it was before, or you're going to sink. You're going to sink if you get into religion. Religion makes people sink. I'm sorry, but it does. And I don't want to sink. I want to I fly. Like eagles. I want to soar with God on eagles, and it comes through hoping and trusting in Him. Hallelujah. So we need, we're not driving into a lake to try and be a speedboat. We're conscious that we have been made new. We're not the same anymore. We're not the same as we were before Christ. No, that BC life is over. It's gone. It's behind us. We're new creations now. Hallelujah. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. This is our promise of the month for June, our new promise of the month. Okay. Last, week was, or last month was Romans 5, 17. This is our new promise of the month because we, we have a new identity, right? But you are not going to be. You are a chosen race. Who chose you? Yeah, God the Father, right? Jesus. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. Are you kidding me? No. It's true. A holy nation. Boy, I'm telling you, healing would burst forth if people just knew how righteous they were. There is a connection between healing and righteousness that has not been talked about. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. If God thinks you're worthy through the blood of his son, why should we think we're unworthy? Of course, apart from Christ, we are, but God has made us worthy. So let's not play that game. Let's appropriate what he's done for us. Let's be who he's made us to be so that you may proclaim, I think one translation says, show forth. The excellencies of him who's called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You look marvelous. <laughs> what was that from? Billy Crystal. You guys remember that? <laughs> God is good. So this is who we are. We're love conscious. We're righteous conscious. We're like Caleb and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego. We don't submit to the fears and the worries of the day. We're sons and daughters of God. We're members of his family. And membership has its privileges. John 16, 33. Let's read some of our privileges. We went into this verse more last week, but you can listen to the podcast for this. And again, this is another clear, but it is Jesus. Jesus is talking, I've told you these things 
so that in me you may have perfect health. Did he say health? Yeah. That's what the word means. Let me say it again, shock you a little more. I've told you these things so that in me you may have perfect health. People are told that's just something not possible this side of heaven. It's very possible, and it's available to you through simple faith in what Christ has done for you. This word, Iranian, the Greek, you know the New Testament was written in Greek, but it was written by Jewish men. And what they ended up doing, what you do naturally, you take this new language and you kind of make it kind of your own, right? And they took this word, Iranian, kind of equivalent to the Hebrew shalom, all right? It means to be set at one again, to be whole. It means, well, be the, un- the Amplified, you'll see sometimes you read the Amplified translation, they'll put in brackets or parentheses after the word peace, untroubled, undisturbed well-being. That's a good definition of what he gave us. It's just Bible. We've got, we've got, to, we've got to know this stuff. We can, we can, this shouldn't be foreign to us. This shouldn't be an oh my. I mean, there's a time in our life where it's oh my to us, but we don't want to live there. This should become, yes, sir, yes, I've got this. This is mine now, right? So that in me, you may have perfect well-being and perfect confidence. You can't have perfect confidence if you're focused on your behavior. You have perfect confidence when you're focused on what he did for you. All right? In the world, you have tribulation, trials, and distress. Aren't you glad we're not of the world? And frustration. Now look at this. This is a shocker. I know it, but it is Jesus. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Don't wait for it. Don't wait to feel it. Take it and make it your own. I'm a courageous person because Jesus lives in me. Be confident. Be certain. Be undaunted. Be indestructible. For I have overcome the world. I love how the Amplified, you know, the Amplified is a literal translation. Did you know that? That doesn't mean it's all perfect. But what they've endeavored to do is to take the word for word and, exp- and put, a, put an explanation of it, sometimes following specific passages like this one. What is he saying? I've deprived the world of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Now, we went into several scriptures last week to support this, okay? We're not going to go into that right now. But that's for you, okay? So we've been having a blast in our series, and, and we're, we're, we're growing in the reality of our supernatural Father, okay? That God is our Father. We're growing in this, and that He's provided supernatural health and protection for us in this world. I know that might sound crazy, but it is true, okay? And we looked at examples of that. I mean, we've seen some pretty, pretty amazing things I think we looked at the, the woman of Canaan. Remember her? She received supernatural deliverance and healing for her daughter through faith in Jesus. We looked at the woman with the issue of blood, received supernatural health through faith in Jesus. Uh, who else? We looked at Caleb, supernatural health and protection. Um, we looked at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, supernatural health and protection. Right? Fire had no harm, did not harm them, had no power over them. Let's look at someone else today. We'll start and we'll see how far we get. We'll pick up next week. One of my favorites, David. Let's look at David. I like this guy. Now, 
Before you criticize him too much, do you know David is forever named with Jesus? Forever? God loved David. He loves you too. <laughs> but if you look at Matthew, we're not going to go there. Matthew gives us, begins with the genealogy of Jesus. And I don't know, around verse 16, 17, somewhere there, he sums up the genealogy. And he mentions three people. You know who they are? Abraham, David, and Jesus. Wow. Powerful. Isn't that powerful? So there's some things to learn from this man, David. You know they couldn't kill him? They couldn't kill the guy. I love it. They couldn't kill Jesus, right, until he let them, right? But they couldn't kill David. I mean, bears couldn't kill him. Lions couldn't kill him. Giants couldn't kill him. Armies couldn't kill him. Kings couldn't kill him. Why? What was the secret to this indestructible life? You want to know? It's in Acts chapter 13. It's good to know your father. What's the secret to David's victories in life? A man that seemed to be forgotten about by his family, where the king of his nation was against him. And he became a hero and a king. Acts 13, here's the secret. Are you ready? And when God had removed Saul, that's what he's talking about there, he raised up unto them David to be their king to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. That's his secret right there. He gave his heart to the Lord. He made his life about knowing him. That's our purpose here at Highway Church, Philippians 3.10. Our determined purpose is that we might know him more. If you want to experience the abundant life Christ came to give you, set your heart on knowing him. And I, I want to warn you, people are going to criticize you. There are some that are just going to reject you. Your friends may change. But you know what? I'd rather have Jesus. Isn't there a song? What's that song, Jen? I'd rather have Jesus. Come on, sing it to us. Ah. Go ahead, you got some more? Mm. Yeah, isn't that good? Thanks, Jen. She's my jukebox. That's good. <laughs> Hallelujah. So what about you? Whose heart are you after? Come on. David made a decision as a very young man, as a boy. That, he, that God's heart was going to become the focus of his life. And he did it when he was out in the fields and no one was around. He got to know the heart of God. He wrote a ton of songs about it. 
I think it's like 73 of the Psalms were his. And there's one of the Dead Sea Scrolls where they attribute to David like 3,600 songs of praise, plus a number of others. I like him. He was an expert musician. He's a songwriter, so I like the guy. <laughs> yeah, so this guy was sold out, man. He was all about worshiping his God. And guess what? So are we. You know, if you're after, you know, Jesus is the heart of God, isn't he? So if you're after the heart of God, you're after Jesus, right? That's who he is. He's the heart of God. And you can tell when someone's after the heart of God. You know how? They talk differently. They do. They say things that are different. And David did this. And let's look at how he talked. Let's go to Psalm. Psalm 3. Remember, we have a new identity now, right? We're, we're conscious of God's love. Oh, this is good. Psalm 3, verse 3. But before we read that, if you're conscious of God, well, let's say, if you're after the heart of God, then you're going to come face to face with his love, with you, his love for you, right? Because where's God's love for you? In his heart, right? So if I'm after the heart of God, I'm going to experience his love for me, Right? So if I'm love conscious, I'm after the heart of God. It's like this circle that keeps happening in your life. I keep growing stronger because I become more conscious of his love for me. That's what happened to David. Psalm 3, verse 3. Listen to how he talks. Listen, if you're conscious of God's love for you, joy will grow in your life. Peace will grow in your life. Strength will grow in your life. Patience will grow in your life. This is, how, this is what happens to your heart. You start saying stuff like this, Psalm 3.3. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me. You are my glory. You're the one who lifts up my head. <laughs> That's love talking right there. There's a loving relationship there. There's no conflict there, is there? There's nothing separating him from his God, is there? No, you're a shield. You're my glory. You're so close to me. You, you lovingly care for me that you lift up my head. Look at Psalm 5, verse 11. Boy, it's just all about his love. His love fixes everything. His love fixes everything. I just feel like sometimes I'm just going to burst. All right, verse 11, I like this. This is how love talks. But let all those, it's available to everybody, let all those who take refuge and put their trust in you rejoice. Let them ever sing and shout for joy. Why? Because you make a covering over them. You defend them. Let those who love your name be joyful in you and be in high spirits. It is impossible to meditate on the love that God has for you and to put your faith in his promises and not be happy. Impossible. It produces joy, a joy that's out of this world. So if I don't have joy in my life, that's a sign I don't know how much he loves me. It is. This will destroy depression. 
Man does not have an answer for depression. They're trying, and we, we thank them for that, but we need the joy of heaven. This is a supernatural joy that depression can't stand against. It's knowing how much he loves you. And, you know, you've got to tell yourself that he loves you. Instead of listening to the enemy, say, boy, God, you love me so much. You love me just like you love Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You are a shield about me. You are my glory. You are the one who lifts my hand. You do cover me. Thank you, Lord. Your joy is my strength. Where's that at in the Bible? Nehemiah 8.10, right? Your joy is my strength. I'm in high spirits now. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. Who's the righteous? You, if you put your faith in Christ. You will bless me. With favor, you will surround him as with a shield. I want you to see the connection between love and protection. We saw it in every example we looked at, from the woman of Canaan to the woman with the issue of blood to Caleb to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to David. Love protects. It does. And I know we're limited as people in how much we can protect each other, but God is not. Love protects. He wants to protect you in this world. I have seen this over and over and over again in my life and my family's life. We have experienced the supernatural protection of God. Hallelujah. And it's for you. Glory to God. We'll read one more and then we'll pick up next week. Wow. Psalm 16. Right, this is a man speaking what's in his heart. Now you see why lions couldn't get him. Right? He was confident of this supernatural covering from his father, from his God. People don't understand this who don't know, know about what, what we're sharing today, but it is for you and it's for them if they just believe. Verse 8, oh, here it is. Here's that heart after God. Here's what he did. I've set the Lord continually before me. Wow, that's a decision only you can make. And boy, there are a thousand and one things a day that are competing for your continual attention, aren't there? You have to make the decision, nope, Jesus first. I'm after the heart of God more than I'm after anything else. I'm after his heart now. I get up in the morning and his heart is on my mind. Knowing him is the decision I choose to make when I awake. Right? You, you have to do, no one can do that for you. This is, big, this is big time. This is a 24-7 way of living, isn't it? And hey, if I get sidetracked, I don't get condemned. I say, oh, no, I didn't. No, I just, okay, a little shift. Okay, I'm putting my confidence back in you. Right? If worries try and creep in, I get anxious about something, I'm getting stressed, I just, oh, oh okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I'm in Christ. God, I'm, I'm pursuing you. You're working all things out for my good. You're accomplishing what concerns me. I keep that peace. I'm not going to let anyone take that peace away. I'm abiding in Christ. His words are abiding in me. I've set the Lord continually before me. That's John 15, 7 and 8, isn't it? Because he is at my right hand. That's the position of authority, the prominent position. I will not be shaken. And boy, did he demonstrate that in his life, didn't he? See, when you got to know it. When you know it, you'll see it. Therefore, my heart is glad. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to pick on anyone, but I want, I want you to know, 
Oh boy, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. I have uh, watched over the years since, since I came to know Christ how certain uh, syndromes or things creep into people's lives. And there's things that people never heard of before, like such and such, I, I have such and such now, or this has come out, or a news story on this. And all of a sudden, other people start getting it. It becomes a big, widespread thing. I want to, that is fear spreads stuff. You know, fear spreads disease. I, I'm sorry, I just got to tell you the truth. It does. Fear spreads sickness. I've seen it over and over and over again. There, there are things that, that, that someone never heard of, but then a friend of theirs has it. They see a news story on it. They Google it. They read about it. And all of a sudden, they've got it. I never knew I had this, but I've got it now. Fear spreads stuff. Ignorance spreads stuff. He lived differently. And we live differently. Therefore, my heart is glad. I'm not afraid. I'm glad. And my glory, my countenance rejoices. My what? My physical body will also dwell securely. He's the God of your spirit, soul, and body. The gospel is for your spirit. It's for your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. And it's for your body. Your body will be secure when you realize how much He loves you. My flesh also will dwell securely. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol. Oh, this is powerful. Nor will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay. And that's prophetic, isn't it? It is prophetic. Who's He talking about? Ready? Hold on a minute. Clear. He's also talking about you. You're God's Holy One. You're not the Messiah who saved the world, but you've been made holy in Christ. You're one of God's holy ones. Is that better? All right. He's There's something that comes with holiness and it's security. And you've got holiness now because of the blood of Jesus. Are we doing okay? Is this all right? Can we, can we just be real? All right. Well, let's finish this thing. Verse 11, oh, here it is. For you will make known to me. He's not trying to keep secrets from you. He's, he wants to reveal more of himself to you. You will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is confusion and frustration and anxiety and fear and depression. And no, fullness. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. In your presence is fullness fullness of joy in your right hand there are pleasures all the time you know when forever begins now if now is not a part of forever then forever is not forever forever is all the time isn't it forever now is the time to be joyful now is the time to experience well we're gonna we're gonna have to stop right now because we gotta glory to god hallelujah Let's praise Him. Lord, we love You this morning. Boy, are You changing us. Father, thank You. Lord, we're, not, we're, we're, we're running. We're going. We're, we're, we're after You. We have set our hearts on You, and we are not looking back. Regardless of what people might think of us, Lord, we love You, and we want You more every day. And we're not going to settle for anything less than pure Jesus. 
Lord, thank you for your word this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence here right now. Reveal more of Christ to us each and every day. Let the eyes of our heart be flooded with the light of Jesus that we would be absolutely convinced of your love for us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I pray for everyone here this morning that you would become absolutely convinced of God's love for you. That you would purpose to receive it and live in it. In Jesus' name. Lord, let everyone here, and Lord, on Facebook, Lord, reach the people that may see this video, watching it now or may see it later. May they become confident of your love for them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Your love fixes everything. Spirit, soul, and body. We are so thankful that you're the God of the whole person, that you are the one, the God of wholeness. And we love you this morning, Father. We receive it all. We just rest in your presence and receive your strength and love for us this morning. You are a shield all about us. You are our glory. You're the one who gently lifts our head. You're the one who picks us up, who holds our right hand and leads us forward into the fullness of the abundant life your son came to give us. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. At Highway Church, we want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and experience the abundant life he came to give you. If you'd like to learn more about God's amazing love for you, please visit us at highwaychurch.us. You can email us at info at highwaychurch.us or message us via our Facebook page. Put your trust in Jesus today and taste and see how good He is.